0: Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor in chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO oncology advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, progression of disease within 24 months or pod 24 and follicular lymphoma is associated with reduced intratumoral immune infiltration by Dr. Tobin and colleagues. My name is Dr. Carla Casulo and I'm an associate professor of medicine, hematology, and oncology at the Wilmot Cancer Institute of the University of Rochester in Rochester, New York, USA. My oncologic specialty is lymphoma. Follicular lymphoma is the most frequently occurring indolent non lymphoma, and has a long natural history, with median overall survival nearing two decades. Patients with follicular lymphoma may experience a variable clinical course, with periods of long remission punctuated by episodes of recurrent lymphoma requiring retreatment. Among all patients, up to one-third will have early disease recurrence, defined as occurring within 24 months of diagnosis. Please note that progression of disease within 24 months will be referred to as POD24 for the remainder of this podcast. These patients have inferior survival, ranging from 25 to 50% at 5 years. Consequently, POD24 has become a robust and well-accepted indicator of identifying high-risk patients. The implications of POD24 were first identified through our analysis of the National Lymphocure Study, which sought to test the hypothesis that time-to-disease progression had an impact on subsequent patient outcomes. 588 patients treated with RCHOP were included. Patients with POD24 were defined as early progressors, and those without relapse or death within 24 months were defined as a reference group. Patients with POD24 had an overall survival of 50% at 5 years, compared to 90% in the reference group. These findings have subsequently been independently validated by numerous investigators worldwide, corroborating the adverse prognostic impact of an early disease-related event in follicular lymphoma. The largest of these validation studies pooled individual patient data from 5,453 patients on 13 clinical trials using the follicular lymphoma analysis of surrogacy hypotheses, or FLASH, investigation. In the FLASH analysis, we identified that male gender poor performance status, high follicular lymphoma international prognostic index, or FLIPPY score, and elevated baseline beta-2 microglobulin were predictors of early death and progression. Moreover, it confirmed POD24 as an early clinical endpoint of poor survival in follicular lymphoma that should be utilized to identify patients for prospective clinical trials. The current status of biomarkers in follicular lymphoma has emerged from a wealth of clinical and laboratory-based factors to classify risk towards a biologic-based molecular approach, merging clinical factors with our current understanding of the follicular lymphoma genomic landscape. There are numerous well-established and emerging clinical prognostic indices used at the time of diagnosis in follicular lymphoma that can help discriminate general outcome. These include the FLIPPY and FLIPPY2. To an extent, these prognostic markers can identify subsets of patients with an expected POD24 with a sensitivity between 60 and 78%, and a specificity between 56 and 58 percent. However, in an attempt to use a precision approach, investigators from the German low-grade lymphoma study group harmonized clinical and pathologic data to create a clinical genetic risk model aimed at more accurate risk prognostication in patients receiving frontline chemoimmunotherapy. They performed deep DNA sequencing from formalin-fixed pretreatment biopsies, to analyze the mutational status of genes in 151 patients with follicular lymphoma tumor samples. The resulting prognostic tool, called the m 7 Flippy distilled down 74 genes into 7 genes with non-silent mutations, occurring at a variant allele frequency of 10% or greater, and combined these with high-risk Flippy status and ECOG performance status. These included genes that increased risk of progression, including EP300, FOXO1, creb CARD-11, and those that decreased risk of progression, including EZH2, ARID-1A, and MEF-2B. The cumulative risk score was calculated by combining relative weights of these genes in a multivariate analysis predicting failure-free survival. This M7 FLIPI score was tested to identify POD24, but only captured about 50% of patients as high risk. A later model included only three genes, including EP300, FOXO1, and EZH2, performance status, and FLIPPY score. Defined as the POD24 PI, this was more sensitive at identifying POD24 patients, but did not outperform other metrics due to lower specificity. Biologic classification of POD24 patients remains an ongoing international research priority to seek actionable targets that might change the natural history of follicular lymphoma and improve survival of patients more likely to have morbidity, and death from their disease. Several years ago, in the pre-rituximab era, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Molecular Profiling Project identified the importance of the follicular lymphoma tumor microenvironment in predicting favorable or poor outcome. The follicular lymphoma tumor microenvironment is composed of tumor-infiltrating T-cells, regulatory T-cells, and lymphoma-associated macrophages. The Immune Survival Score, or ISS, Established that differential expression of gene expression signatures from intratumoral immune cells in the tumor microenvironment affected survival, and in particular increased expression of macrophages was associated with poor prognosis. The impact of the follicular lymphoma immune microenvironment on survival is changing in the current era of chemotherapy combined with anti CD20 immunotherapy, and particularly by available drugs that reverse tumoral immunosuppression by blocking programmed cell death. Studies from solid tumor literature demonstrate that low levels of tumor infiltration immune cells are associated with inferior survival. In follicular lymphoma, then, precise characterization of high or low immune infiltrating cells in the tumor microenvironment may have a critical effect on understanding the mechanisms of POT24. This particular relationship is what Tobin and colleagues investigated in the current study. In this analysis, targeted gene sequencing using nanostring technology from paraffin-embedded tissue and multispectral immunofluorescence on a tissue microarray was applied to two groups. A discovery cohort of 132 patients from Princess Alexandria Hospital with early and advanced stage follicular lymphoma who received either chemotherapy or observation— and two independent validation cohorts of 198 patients with advanced stage disease treated with RCHOP and RCVP from the German Low-Grade Lymphoma Study Group and the British Columbia Cancer Agency. They also performed T-cell repertoire analysis, flow cytometry, immunofluorescence, and next-generation sequencing. Here they define POD24 as primary refractory disease-following treatment, transformation to a more aggressive histology, and relapse within 24 months of diagnosis, which is a more liberal definition from what was initially described in the National Lymphocare Care Study, but does encompass patients at highest risk of lymphoma-related death. Gene expression profiling revealed distinct clustering of follicular lymphoma samples based on high or low expression of immune-infiltrating cells. Low expression of four immune markers, including PDL 2 TNF-alpha, CD four and C D sixty eight were all associated with poor outcome, but the most specific marker with the highest specificity and sensitivity was PDL two. They then dichotomized PDL2 expression into immune infiltration high and immune infiltration low in subsequent analyses. PDL two is an immune checkpoint present broadly on both tumor cells and the tumor microenvironment. To localize its distribution, they performed flow cytometry and fresh follicular lymphoma samples and quantified PDL2 expression by PCR. They identified that PDL2 gene expression was distributed in both CD20 positive tumor cells as well as CD20 positive tumor cells in the microenvironment. However, the proportion of PDL2 was lower in the CD20 positive cells. Overall, there was lower expression of all immune cells in the immune infiltration low phenotype compared to the immune infiltration high phenotype. They tested the relevance of immune infiltration and POD24. Consistent with numerous other studies, POD24 events occurred in about 24% of patients. Patients with POD24 events in the Princess Alexandria discovery set were more enriched for the immune infiltration low phenotype. These findings were also validated in the British Columbia Cancer Agency and German Lymphoma Study Group populations. Nearly 50% of patients with low pdl 2 had POD24 events compared to 16% in those with high PDL2, concluding that low PDL2 identifies a subset of patients enriched for POD24. When evaluating the mutational profiles of those with immune infiltration high versus immune infiltration low based on the M7 flippy genes, mutations were detected equally among both populations, suggesting that this mutational profiling is not influenced by the immune infiltration phenotype. The data presented by Tobin and colleagues makes an important contribution to our understanding of the biological and immune-based mechanism influencing early disease-related events in follicular lymphoma. They demonstrate that reduced immune infiltration is associated with greater chance of POT24. While the sensitivity of this was high, similar to other prognostic markers, it still did not capture the entire subset of future POT24 cases, underscoring the significant heterogeneity within this high-risk patient population. However, there remains opportunity to include PDL2 as a surrogate for poor risk disease. If further applied to immunohistochemistry or other widespread diagnostic methods, it has the potential for more widespread application. Further validation is still required, particularly to patients treated with novel agents or other immunotherapies. However, the assessment of immune infiltration as described by these findings appears to be an encouraging step in determining the risk of POT24. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform. This is not a substitute for professional medical care and is not intended for use in the diagnosis or treatment of individual conditions. Guests on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. The mention of any product, service, organization, activity, or therapy should not be construed as an ASCO endorsement. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.